to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Forbes Factor. My name is Forbes Riley, and this is one of my favorite hours of the week. And I've got to tell you, I've had lots of really good hours this last week. You know, we always play the game when I start, where in the world is Forbes Riley? This year, it's been places like Hawaii and Portugal and Greece and New York. Uh, You guys saw me in Orlando two weeks ago. I think I've had a show since then where I and my daughter picked up a two comma club award for grossing a million dollars for one of our sales funnels. I have to say I'm very proud of my team for that and certainly of my beautiful daughter who in just six weeks is going to turn 21. She runs a multi-million dollar company since the age of 18, and she is definitely my rock star, my hero, and one of the one of the excitements in my entire life. Uh, aside from that, we then went from Orlando, flew up to Washington, D.C. with Guru Dev, the spiritual leader out of India who has brokered peace deals between nations. And get this, he had a live event. I was a special guest star at this, which was unbelievably honoring. We were at a state lunch with the heads of all the countries. There was 150 countries represented at this event. Guys, he had 250,000 guests on the lawn stretching from the Capitol building to the Washington Monument. It was a sea of, of, of people. And if you love Forrest Gump, that's exactly the visual. Uh, it was exactly the same. I'm sitting on the stage. There are 22,000 performers who came in, if you want to look this up, it's worth looking up, called the World Culture Festival 2023. Myself, Joshua, and McKenna were seated on the stage as guests alongside the former prime ministers of New Zealand, Japan, Ecuador, Peru. I mean, the list is in Germany. It just, the list was, it was endless. It was mind-blowing to me as I'm like endlessly taking photos of these beautiful costume performers to see everybody waving their flags. It looked just like the Olympics only it was friendly. There were no competitors. Everybody won. And the crazy thing for me, he had no sponsors. He did this entire festival event with volunteers. Now, for those of us in business, my head kind of, I kept looking for some, some beer, you know, beer sign somewhere. Nothing. He literally on the, his word, his story, his commitment for peace. And then when everybody for three days took time to meditate, on mass. For me personally, when I looked at the stage from my seat, I was right on the stage, but to the left, I could see the Capitol building. And that night was the final night for the vote, whether they were going to shut down the government or not. And I will say that that was one of the things that we all held hands around the world and just prayed about. And the government didn't shut down. Coincidence? Maybe not. I hope not. But I wish this sense of peace as I'm now putting it together about where we were versus what's just happened in the world this last week. And I will just put it out there, not being political at all, but wouldn't it be such an amazing place if we respected each other, if we respected people for being different? That's the greatest crime that I'm seeing lately is that if you're different, we just don't like you. 
I don't know where you get the right to just not like somebody because they don't believe the way you do. You're not right. They're not right. Who cares? What's right? And I'm, I'm, I'm heart shattered and blown away by the fact that we as humans continually find reasons to make ourselves different so we cannot like the other person. <clears throat> you're taller, you're fatter, you're shorter, you're a man, you're old, you're young, you're white, you're black, you're Chinese, you're African. Who cares? Who cares? Do you think that the lions walk around going, I don't like the tiger because he's got stripes. And man, that leopard, he's got different stripes than now. He's got little dots. And that jack, I don't like that one either. They're so busy looking for food. They don't really have a social construct. We apparently can order fast food anytime we want. So now we have to sit around and find something else to complain about. I don't get it. I really don't. I have two guests on my show today who have both overcome massive personal tragedy. And I won't even say it's tragedy. They might not define it that way, but obstacles that mere other mortals would have given up many times. And so today's show highlights two men who I both, I, I greatly admire and I admire for their story, their courage to tell the story and for being very, very different in a world that just wants you to be homogenized. And, and I, it's funny, even as I say that, what is even homogenized? Are we all supposed to be black? Are we all supposed to be Chinese? Are we all supposed to be white? But we're not. We never will be. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's wonderful. And maybe I grew up in la-la land, but I like all the different shapes of the animals. The elephants don't look like the giraffes. They don't look like the turtles. They, they're all completely different. Well, so are we. And I feel very Miss America here going that I would like a little bit of world peace, but I'm just shattered that we in the 21st century where we don't have to hunt for food, we can easily find mates, we can raise our children, we could have great lives. Who on this planet does not want this great life thing to raise their family in harmony, in peace, to be left alone? So I know that's a whole nother conversation but why don't we just listen to, to meet my first guest, Dr. Chow, who I had a, a fantastic time meeting when I was in Las Vegas. He did something that blew me away. You know, there's this, this crazy thing called money, which didn't exist at some point and may not exist in the future, but it's a currency exchange. And he did something, and I don't even know if he knows I noticed, but we were at an event and he's just this generous, big hearted guy. And I was, I was doing my spin gyms and showing people my fitness product. And he came over to me and said, I'll take them. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'll take all of them. I said, oh, you don't want all of them. I want to give them out. He said, oh, I'm going to give them out. I'm going to pay you for them because it's your product. And I'm going to give them to people who I think deserve it. And I thought, no one's ever done that before. Who the heck are you? So ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to meet the amazing pharmacist turned magician, Dr. Chow. So Dr. Chow, come on up here. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, look at you. We are good. All right. So you need to explain to everybody who you are. And there's, by the way, there's lots of people watching. I've got Jade and Shirley and Redis and all kinds of people commenting and looking at us. So tell us a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. So I'm just an immigrant boy, came from Vietnam, came to America with absolutely nothing. All four of us imagined this slept on one mattress, mom, dad, me, my sister in the worst neighborhood possible, no English, grew up in the South, loved the people, but I couldn't understand a word that come out of their mouth. <laughs> so from that to go to become a pharmacist was an amazing, crazy journey with, with tremendous challenges, battles that you couldn't even imagine. 
And then uh, got my MBA as well, become one of the top pharmacists in the nation. However, I found out that it's more of the corporate slavery for me because what I got in return was more work, same amount of pay, and less help from my tech. So I was like, something got to change. So my entrepreneurship journey started even when I was 11 years old. However, it didn't come to fruition until I found out a strategy that forever changed my life. It is called corporate housing arbitrage, where I leverage other people's property I don't even own, and then I sublease it out to companies for double the market rent. So what took us 20, 30 years traditional real estate do for people, we can do it in months now. And we have helped hundreds of people nationwide. I'm a very fortunate to be featured with Grant Cardone, Tom Robbins, Rich Sir Richard Branson. I also um, you know, have about 280,000 followers, very grateful. But more importantly, I retired my mom and dad, well, my mom who has cancer, go through 12 years cancer survivor. And now I'm helping the everyday single American that don't know how to weather the storm that we are facing right now. So thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, you just, you're one of the more colorful, outrageous, amazing men that I've ever met. Thank you. Uh, you know, and it's it's very sweet to, to to connect to you. So, you know, it's funny, you use the word fruition. I don't think many Americans who grew up speaking English even know what that word means. How did you capture your use of the English language? And then in the pharmacy, I mean, you had to understand words that none of us understand. How did that, how did you do that? <laughs> it's just a lot of just persistence. Persistence is the number one thing, persistence and consistency, right? So it took me two hours to uh, look up the, the assignment that we had to go when I was 10 years old, two hours, me and my dad, just to look it up to just understand the assignment, not just to do it. So just over time, you just gotta, you just gotta get on consistency and persistency. Did you get this sense of drive from your parents? Yes, absolutely. I'm very, very grateful for them. They sacrificed everything. My dad was a military officer in the Vietnam War. After we lost the war, he got to the concentration camp for six years. And that's how we got the um, the ticket to America. So very, very grateful. Wait, for wait, them. wait, wait. He's in a concentration camp for six years yes, in Vietnam? In Vietnam. Wow. Was this before he had you guys? Yes. We lost the war and they put all the military officers, the higher the rank, the longer that you guys stay in the concentration camp. Wow. And whose concentration camps were those? The communists. Wow. All right. So he gets out. And what does that mean? You got a ticket to the U.S. What was the deal there? Uh, There was a deal with the human organization. I'm not sure exactly what the the thing is, but anybody who stayed in concentration camp for over five years that fought alongside the Americans, we were were the good side. We're able to bring their family to America. Wow. I'm I'm very proud of us for doing that. That's That's pretty impressive. What city did you go to when you landed? Charleston, South Carolina. Um, now you tell a story about your parents and dry cleaning that I will never forget. So take a breath, slow down a little bit because we have a little bit of time. It's one of the most important stories I've ever heard. Thank you so much for uh, let me allow me to tell this story. So I was ten years old. I see my mom crying them herself, my dad depressed the whole time because in the first few years in America it was really really hard, right? So what do we do for work? So they work in a dry cleaner which it is super 120 degrees heat. You literally like cut and burn yourself everywhere you touch. Everywhere you touch is like the heater. Um, 
So I would see them cut and burn themselves each and every night just to put food on the table, working 12, 13 hours a day, seven days a week, seven days a week. <clears throat> and uh, I promised myself, because when I remember like yesterday, my mom was cooking and she was having tears down her eyes. And I was like, mom, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, nothing wrong, baby. It's nothing wrong. She suck it up, right? But I could see that her hand was, was hurt. It was another burn, right? And I was like, I promised myself that one day when I grow up and be a man, I would do everything I can to retire them and really, really take care of them the way they deserve. So, and that is why my biggest fuel, my biggest driver is to really take care of them and really retire them. So since then, I was able to do that when I was 33, travel around the world with them, uh, bought them the dream home. And now they live with me. I still take care of them to this day. Uh, and recently she got a brand tumor, actually. So we're actually going to radiation tomorrow. And so please pray for her. Uh, I but will. I believe that everything will be work out just, just amazing. Well, you get kudos for defining how wonderful a son can be. And how brave a man can be to want to take on that responsibility. Um, before we go to our first break, let's talk about the business that you uncovered about corporate arbitrage. I still have not studied with you. I would love to because I keep hearing how wonderful it is. I personally have a couple of Airbnbs. I've stayed in thousands of now Airbnbs. Um, but your concept is different. Tell me about it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, long-term rental doesn't make you any cash flow. That's why I experienced. And then I did Airbnb short-term rental, make me good cash flow. However, it was more like a job because it's vacation rental. So every three, two, three days, we have a new person that's too much work. So I was like, who was my ideal client? Who is my ideal client? So there's the corporate clients. Who are they? They are medical professional. They are construction company, IT company, insurance housing. These professionals need place to stay. It's cheaper than hotels and it's more, it's more space. They can cook their own food, save them a lot of money. So the company is paying. So that's a niche. It's, an, it's a really a secret niche because nobody really shared this to the common public until I did because I want to help the everyday common people. So the, different, the biggest difference between this and Airbnb is that the stays is three to six months long instead of three to six days. So it's 10 times less work. Secondly, is you're dealing with companies, the one has the funds, so there's no evictions. I literally had no evictions from corporate clients for eight oh. years, which is unheard of in the landlord industry. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is these are professionals. There's no parties, no drugs, no alcohol, like the traditional rental. That so we that know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then arbitrage, meaning that we rent other people home furnish it and re-rent it out. You don't have to buy the home. When for one home that you buy, you can do 10 of this and make 20, 30K a month in cash flow income. And anybody can do this a very short amount of time. I help truck driver, single mom, make six-figure income retire because it's all about cash flow. And you diversify your risk into 10 deals instead of just one deal. You get to your destination 10 times faster and with 10 times more results. It is a great strategy. And Dr. Chow, we're going to have you speak and teach in my mastermind 
so that we can really get, we've got hundreds and hundreds of people who are excited to hear about you. Um, and we're going to head off to our very first break in just a minute. Dr. Chow, I've got a lot of people who are going great strategy. You rock. I'm grateful to hear your story. What's one thing you want the average entrepreneur to know? The one thing I probably want them to know is that we need to think 10 times bigger than we are because we are worthy of whatever it is that we believe in. So we already are kings and queens of our own empire. We just got to receive it, accept it, and not trying to see, oh, I got to fight that to be worthy. You already are worthy. You already are a multi-billionaire. It's just coming up to you. It's just coming in for you. Once you shift that, the be, the do, the have, find the right mentor, the right community, and watch stand guard of your mind of what it is that come into you, reevaluate yourself all the time, then you're on your way. I mean, this is not one of my best guests. All right, guys, we're going to head off to our very first commercial because that's how I arbitrage my income. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and coming up next, we're going to meet another entrepreneur who's got a pretty crazy story as well. You're watching the Forbes Factor. You're listening to us all around the world. Please don't go away. We'll be right back after this message. <laughs> Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. We are back for the second portion of the Forbes Factor. I just want to give you a little news what's coming up for me. Uh, write this down and make sure you grab a ticket to www.thexcellies.com. They're sponsoring this episode. The Excellies is my annual award, the Inner Circle of Excellence for Entrepreneurs. We give out 10 awards. We've got hundreds and hundreds of people who will be attending. We've got sponsors and gifts and celebrity performances. That's going to be on December 8th, 
Mark your calendar and go to theexcellies.com to grab your ticket. All right. So we've been talking with Dr. Chow. We're going to bring up another gentleman who has got his whole concept called from waste to wealth method. It's not a fitness program. Get it? (laughs) I know. I'm crazy silly, Brian. I couldn't resist. Uh, Also, a gentleman who's got a powerful story. Welcome to my show. I'm happy to be here, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, Brian, I was reading a little bit about your story, and I also have a bit of a tragedy growing up, but uh, yours is incredibly personal. Will you share it with my audience? Yeah. So my mom, my brother, and I went to our local Walmart when I was seven. This was August 10th, 1992. It was 6, 10 p.m., and it was a 115-degree day. We breezed through the checkout line with our one-inch paintbrush, and as we get to our car, I get there first because anyone who's known me for more than about two seconds knows I talk fast, I walk fast, I've always had this excitement and vigor for life. But this was back in the days before there was key fobs. So I had to wait for my mom to literally reach her hand in the purse, grab her key, stick it in the door and turn it so that we could go on our way. And as that happened, a truck pulled up in front of the store, driver and middle passenger parked and got out and the passenger all the way to the right felt the truck moving backwards. So he did what any one of us would do Forbes and he scooted over, put his foot on the brake, but he instead hit the gas. Oh, combination of shock and force threw him up on the steering wheel, up on the dashboard. And before you know it, he's catapulting 40 miles an hour across the parking lot right at me with no time to react. Okay, goes out under the median, up under the tree in the median, hits our car, knocks me over, runs over me diagonally, tearing my spleen and leaving a tire track scar on my stomach and continuing on to sever my left arm completely from my body. The next thing my mom hears is my brother's voice saying, Mom, Brian's arm is over there. And as she gazes up the 10 feet path between my body and my arm, she sees the trail of muscle cooking like hamburger on the parking lot. Okay. Now, I always have to honor a woman who saved my life that day. There was a nurse that was there who saw the literal life and limb scenario, and she rushed immediately into action. Otherwise, I either wouldn't be here with you today, or I'd be here with you today with a cleaned up stump. That's just the reality. And what I know in all my time of telling my story, because it is unique, it does get attention, and I've been telling it for 31 years, is how unique my story is. But I've also realized in all that time how unique every single one of our stories is. And so what's important is regardless of the extremities of our stories, How are you learning to pause and become aware of the lessons you can extract from your own stories so you can become intentional in how you apply those in your life moving forward? And we all have the ability to do that. We also all have the ability to tap into the collective wisdom of other people's stories to shorten our own curve to learning. And so there's a whole variety of things that took place as a result of it, but that's what took place on that day. And I used to believe this was my transformation story. As we talk a little bit further, you'll find out it, uh, it really was the situation in my life that just created a lot of trash from my past that I pushed through and pushed down for years without even knowing it. Oh, I love how you've organized this. Number one, I'm going to congratulate you because I can hear in your words speak a fair amount of self-development and personal growth in this trainings and seminars and mentors. Yes. Tons, tons. I've invested in myself for the last 12 years. Yeah. Never had a moment in my life in the last 12 years that I haven't had, had at least one coach. But I've been studying human behavior, human connection, and human performance for about 25 years. Well, you know, uh, because the, the irony of your story, and we don't know each other very well yet, is that I created this product, which, by the way, is designed to strengthen your arms. And I've had a gentleman do it because I thought it was for anyone who had arms until I met him. And Pedro had his arms and his legs amputated. He is literally just a body. But the way he uses his his prosthetics is second to none. And he uses my product. So I'm excited to see what it can do for you because you have your arm back. I'm looking at your arm. That's pretty miraculous. Yeah. And what year was that? Yeah. It was 1992. So in 19- I had a phenomenal surgeon. Yeah. yeah. In 1975, my dad tore the front of his hand off and I watched him have thir- mm. 15 operations in three years in the hospital, 15 years before yours. The technology was not quite there yet. 
so I've had a little yep. bit of, of understanding of that. So congratulations. I mean, that is, when I look at it, I like, it's one of the biggest accomplishments ever. These guys put it back and it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it truly, I had a, a visionary for a surgeon. He started going in in our very first procedure and he was tagging and flagging nerves, knowing that this would be a multiple surgery thing. And it was 24 surgeries over about five years and about six years of pretty intensive occupational and physical therapy to be able to regain use. But I have full practical use of it today and it's really not stopped me from anything. You know, my parents and this one concept that we developed or I developed in inherently by them, you know, going through those periods of time, though, there were very vivid moments and there's lessons that came from it. I was also in a fog for a lot of years, right? I'm being guided through the process at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. But my parents weren't, right? They were intimately aware of the, the, the unrelenting medical treatments and therapy that was required. And they had this idea of seeing their son and the idea of their son growing up with the use of his left arm was a source of great potential suffering. So they willed themselves day in and day out to do what was necessary, to do what was tough, to ultimately embrace the pains required to strengthen and heal me. So it embedded this concept and, and way of living, which is really to embrace pain, to avoid suffering. And I think it's the only way we can gain freedom, right? And to your point earlier, as we talk about what happens, pain, it's something that by condition we react to. We hit fight, 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 flight, or fawn because of our need for survival. But that's not our reality in most cases anymore. So it's time to update our operating systems. Yeah. And I, I know that looking back at my parents, I know that when I pick up my daughter or my kids above my head, you know, they not only experience great joy, but I know they alleviate suffering. Yeah, I would imagine that must have been one of the proudest moments ever. Mm. This whole bond between mom and dad, I'm listening to you and Dr. Chow and my own sense of, I, I reference my mom and dad in my speaking all the time. I think, and that is part of our issue is that hurt people hurt people. And if your parents had been different or not there, the scenario could have gone any other which way than what it did. So congratulations for that. And I'm excited. I also believe that moved people move people. So that's what we're doing is trying to move as many people as we possibly can. There you go. That that works. And that life happens for us, not to us. So I'm always saying the story, which again, we're all reiterating, which is why I love this whole vibrational concept, is that um, we've all gone through some stuff. And now it becomes the catapult to a level of success. Because number one, we all define success for ourselves. Tell us what you're up to now. Yeah, so I'm the creator of the Ways to Wealth Method. And you know, I'll tell you, I'm a husband and father first. It's the only thing binary in my world, meaning if my wife and kids aren't good, uh, ultimately I walk away from everything else. I say that, I've always said that, but my actions weren't always congruent, right? And where did this concept come from? I referenced before, it's the trash from my past that I realized was buried, that kept me disconnected, that kept me isolated and alone, even though when I was surrounded by people, right? I didn't have a healthy model for chasing who, but I did have a model for chasing what, what house, what car, what amount of money. And I had everything I ever thought I wanted by the time I was 27, but it cost me who I was. And so for the last 12 years, I've been rebuilding and really trying to understand and reconnect. And it wasn't until five years after that, when I started to unpack shame and really realizing how much that was impacting my life, my relationships and my business, that I start to have this concept and understanding that I was chasing human connection for that prior period using vulnerability and authenticity. What I learned though, and looking back on it now, I got really good at asking enough good questions, sharing just enough about myself so someone else would lower their armor and then I could drive a Mack truck through and help them and not focus on my own problems, right? Mm -hmm. But then I wake up at 32 and start to realize that human connection without emotion isn't really human connection. And I realized and learned that when I shut off physical pain because it exceeded my ability to cope, I shut off mental pain, emotional pain, and spiritual pain for 20 to 25 years. It almost cost me everything I ever wanted, Wow! right? I had anger that was buried so deep it could barely be excavated. And it would show up like this. My wife just asking me something simple like, hey, honey, what do you want to do with the kids this weekend? 
But my shame filter would cause me to hear it this way. Hey, honey, you've not done enough to be a good husband and father here recently. So what are you going to do to make up for it this weekend? Then I'd feel shame and anger move through my body. I'd elevate. And then what would I do? I'd rattle off the 10 things I've done in the last four days to show her I'm a good husband and father when that wasn't even what she was asking. So, so, wait, 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 so, wait, so really slow down. Helping. So now that you discovered this, how do you teach other people that massive trigger? I did that just today. My husband asked me something. Yeah. I swear to God, I answered from a different planet. Yeah. You know, here's the reality. I mean, it's all about bringing into conscious awareness what we're actually reacting to. You know, the thing about people's trash from their past is that I want everyone to hear this clearly. It's not your fault. It's generationally inherited. It's patterned in. It happens in moments of trauma, big T or little T, it doesn't matter, right? But here's the reality. It becomes your responsibility once you become aware of it or you start burying others in yours. So the Waste to Wealth Method is five pillars that ultimately guide people through that process to unpack and move in a way that's not being taught out in the world to really truly create freedom. And for lack of a better term, we also help people understand their trigger maps. It's the fifth pillar in our, our concept, but it's this idea of move. What does that mean? How do these emotions and low frequency energies move through your body? How do they move through your world so that you can move through them? Now you need to understand the other four pillars, which we won't have time to get to today, but this one's critical, right? Moving in your body looks like this. It's not, I'm feeling heavy, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling shame. It's no, physiologically what's happening in your body. What's happening with your heart rate, your respiration? Where are you getting tight? Where are you having tension, right? I'd in a corporate world be often told by my business partner, shh, Brian, you can't talk so fast. You can't talk so loud in front of our multi-billion dollar client, right? And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, everybody's in this room because of me, but yet I'm shrinking down based on the cellular memory of what I've been told because of shame. Right. So I had to understand how that was shame and I had to understand how anger moves. So shame moves through my body five or six different ways. Anger moves through my body five or six different ways. Now, how does it move through my world? And this is one of the areas that we help people reclaim moments. It's those moments that trigger you. I have over 50 shame triggers that I'm aware of and over 60 anger triggers that I'm aware of. Why is that important? Because I've got two little chihuahuas. I also have two, spe two special needs kids. When my doorbell goes off and those two chihuahuas put me on sensory overload because they're barking up here, right? I'm reacting to that, but it has nothing to do with my kids or anything else in the environment. It's an anger trigger for sensory overload. So I can now calm in that moment and I can ask myself a couple of questions. Is what I'm reacting to due to what's right in front of me or the trash from my past? And oh, by the way, what am I protecting right now? So then I can neutralize and diffuse and move through that moment because otherwise, if I don't, what happens when my kids jump in my lap? What energy are they receiving? What messaging are they getting that has nothing to do with them? Oh, oh it's been a masterclass in trigger and anger management. I'm loving this. I'm quite surprised. I did not know that this part was coming in. I'm freaking loving it. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I I, just, I'm gonna, I I don't know how you uncover triggers or where you place them, but I can't wait to learn. Um, I had a jewelry, I had a jewelry thing. My parents, my mom was held up in my house at gunpoint and jewelry was always kind of crazy for me. And my daughter noticed all of this. It did end up well because she ended up designing a beautiful diamond ring that she gifted me when she was 18 in an effort to help heal her mom. Uh, but it's fascinating to me that you've uncovered this. Is there a quick little secret in the time we have to how do we uncover them and where do we put them? Yeah. So I, I, the five pillars, just so we understand them, and I'll, I'll go fast. Uh, awareness is the first one, but it's not just becoming more aware of all the ways you should be judging yourself, right? This is awareness about your intellectual and emotional narratives that were formed in these places when those beliefs were created, okay. right? It's bringing into conscious awareness what's happening in the patterns. Ownership is the second step because when we react, just like I showed with my wife, we create damage, which also takes more energy and more capacity on both sides to neutralize and diffuse it because we also have to create repair as a part of ownership. 
but it supports one of the greatest lessons I've taught my kids since the time they were born, which is the world will never judge you based on your intent. The world will always judge you based on your actions because your actions are how you demonstrate who you are to the world. Ooh, right? wait, you gotta, the see, I love unpack. you, but you got you to take a quick little breath, my friend. I'm from New York and we talk <laughs> fast. That's, I talk fast. I know. I know, but that is such gold that I just want that to sink in. Okay, now number two. Yeah, so I'll reinforce that because I often say to people, if you aren't getting the right answers, you're asking the wrong questions. And if you feel you're being misunderstood based on your intent, really look at your actions first because that's always going to be the root is a misalignment between your intent and your actions, okay? The next step is really where one of the more powerful one comes in because this is where we unpack. This is feeling for the purpose of healing, okay? And there's a lot of science that's actually been proven to this because there's over 40,000 cells in the heart called sensory neurites. They're brain-like cells that carry cellular memory. So if we go through the intellectual process of unpacking the patterns of our past alone, we don't actually heal and move forward. We have to have the associated embodied emotions connected between our head and our heart. Otherwise, those 40,000 cells don't actually move. And so it's a process of really understanding that we can't just live intellectually. We have to understand that 18-inch journey from our head to our hearts and how is it moving through our body. Flipping the lid is where the fourth pillar, and this becomes extremely important because it's done in two ways. It's done in a moment, but it's also done what we call scan the can at the end of the day. What does it look like in the moment? Well, now my wife could say something to me and if I'm noticing myself, I'm aware and I've owned it and I've done the work to unpack, then now we're sitting in a place where I can say to her, hey babe, what you just said, I felt a little trigger, which means I probably didn't hear you correctly. Could you please pause and restate what you said and I'll try to listen with a more neutral lens and if for whatever reason I can't, maybe we can pause and revisit this conversation later. Well, right, I what have need, I done? I need, I've raised you awareness. I need you in my pocket. I need to actually, it's like a little you. <laughs> Because if, if that happens, I literally want like the little version, the little doll of you going, listen to him and let's redo this. <laughs> well, Forbes, we got a lot to talk about then. We'll keep going with this. But what does that do? It helps you reclaim the moment, right? Yeah. It helps you aware. It doesn't put someone else on the defensive. It diffuses before there's ever even damage created. And it becomes important. I mean, how many times has this happened with clients or prospects as well, where they lose attention, Right. If you've done the work to create an upfront agreement and understand and establish why you're there, then flipping the lid could look like, hey, we've agreed that we're going to mutually explore whether or not there's alignment here between us. But I've noticed that you got a little bit distracted. So it's either something that you need to go pay attention to, or you've already decided that you've checked out. Either way, can we just bring the truth into a, a, a conversation so we can both move forward? Right. right. That's where it really comes in. Flipping the lid is just putting transparency and vulnerability and authenticity into the forefront. Because the truth is the only thing that will set us free. Now, we may not so have time. These, I know, so you need to wrap up because we've got about two and a half minutes for my next break. which We're going to miss the next three pillars, but I know we, where we can find no, you. No, those, we, we went through all of them. Aware, own, unpack, flip the lid, and move. Okay, okay, so I started with move. That was the first one. We hit all five pillars. Now, is there a lot deeper elements and examples in this? Of course there are. But that's the high-level concept for people to start to be able to attach and move because... 99% of the time, what you're reacting to has nothing to do with what's right in front of you. It has to do with the trash from your past and the areas you still show up finding yourself protecting yourself. I love this. I'm going to bring back Dr. Chow, who's been listening intently. I watched his face. He's been glued to this, Mr. Brian. We have about two minutes for my break. Dr. Chow, what's the big takeaway so far from this conversation? Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, the big takeaway for me is, well, for me, I call it the three things reassess, realign, and re-engage. So you got to reassess where you are, how are you feeling, what's going on, why are you feeling that way. You want to realign with your purpose, your mission, your values. Once you clear that out with your partner, 
then you re-engage in a conversation and then move forward. But he put it in a, an amazing way that I would absolutely uh, love to learn, to learn more from him, for sure. I know. We're all kind of sitting here going, wow, this is very cool. We did not accept a masterclass. Jade is loving it. She wants to invite you into our world also, you know, have this conversation. Uh, we have a minute before break. What's one thing you'd like entrepreneurs to be thinking about? Yeah, what I want everyone to think about, it's not the strategy. It's not the tactics. It's not the systems that are keeping you stuck. There is no get rich quick. There is no seven steps for success that's going to unlock you. The thing that I find with working with some of the world's highest performers is inevitably and always the singular thing that will keep you stuck. Those things that keep you defeated, disconnected, unworthy, those low frequency energy emotions are always from the trash from your past. So until you unpack and dig deep enough to get to the source or sources that created them, you won't find freedom. You'll find those same repeated patterns. But it's important that you feel in order to heal. And true strength actually hides behind vulnerability. Wow. I'm glad that you've gone through your self-development journey and got to my doorstep. I appreciate this. And I we speak the same language. It's one reason I do a thing called Breakthrough. Uh, I've been doing it for the last 28 years. It seems to align very well with you. All right. We're going to be back in just a few seconds for the last part of our show. I cannot believe how fast this has gone. My mind is, is crazy. The chat has blown up. And uh, we'll be right back after this message. Don't go away. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I'm having the time of my life. I'm with Dr. Chow and Brian Bogart talking about uh, not only persistence and consistency, but one of my favorite subjects is letting the past stop controlling your future. And before we go, I just want to remind you guys to watch for all the behind-the-scenes videos that are going to come out for the next two weeks prior to me heading off to Tucson, Arizona, 
to star in the feature film Black Creek. I have some very fun stories already to share with you guys about the cast and just how freaking cool it is. And then we're shooting a Western in the same set that Tombstone and Quick and the Dead was shot in, uh, ready for the time of my life. All I can say is I freaking deserve it. <laughs> no, but that's what comes from paying your bills and you know, paying your dues, paying your bills. Isn't that funny? So Brian, Dr. Chow has worked with me and has seen me do some crazy, remarkable breakthroughs. He's on that same wavelength. Do you think that you, I, Dr. Chow, and several other people in the world have a special intuition to guide people through this, or can anybody do it? So I do believe that there's an inherent intuition and gift that some people have, but I also believe that it can be learned, okay? And so I, I see both. And why do I know that? Because I do have a level of intuition and gifts that I have been given to see and feel people's pain where they're protecting themselves as well as their potential. And with those three things that I can uniquely see and feel, then I can quickly shorten the curve. However, the same techniques that I teach are learnable, right? That's, that's why somebody can go to school to learn how to become a psychologist and understand how the human brain can work and how to translate that and, and, and deliver. However, to your point, there are people who inherently have a greater ability to tap into it and a greater ability to be in the presence and hold that space so that the truth can be seen and felt. Right. I do feel exactly the way you, and I don't know, Dr. Shaw, maybe you feel this way. You've seen enough because you study with all the great guys out and girls out there that when you've experienced a level of tragedy or you've been pushed to experience a level of tragedy, your empathy level definitely increases and maybe these gifts are awakened and they can be in anybody. I don't know, but I do know that mine feels very powerful, very intuitive. And I get that yours is as well. Um, Dr. Chow, listening to Brian, what's your, what's your takeaway? What's your thought on all of this? Um, absolutely incredible. Like uh, the number one, the number one battle is in ourselves first, right? So when we can battle our inner demons and get ourselves right, and then we can get our family right, and then we can get our community and then the world. So it's all start within us. And this is the hardest work is in yourself. And I'm a true believer of that. Of course, I'm like, like Brian, I've been personal development for almost 20 years now. So yeah, and I'm continuously investing myself uh, over a million dollars into myself because the biggest investment is in yourself. You know, Tony Robbins asked Warren Buffett one time, what's the biggest investment, the best investment? And is it stocks, bond, mutual fund, real estate? Warren Buffett said the biggest investment is in yourself. The more you learn, the more you earn. So I'm very grateful for Brian. I learned a lot and I look forward to learn from him and you as well, folks. Amazing, amazing breakthrough for people as well. Now, let me ask you a quick question because dealing with we all three of us had parental issues that they had to deal with some major tragedy in their life. Dr. Chow, do you think that this kind of work would have helped your mom and dad? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the biggest thing I learned is I used to have resentment from my mom and dad. Like, why do we come to America? Why do we move off my friends? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, what I learned is they did the best they could at the time. Always remember that. Always remember that your parents always want the best for you. They did the best they could at that time. So be grateful that, that they did that because life happened for you, not to you. And one of the easiest ways, the four, you know, what's the four secret phrases that everybody could use a lot more of that will solve like 99% of the problem out there. It is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And I love you. Yeah. If you can just repeat that to yourself each and every day and then repeat that to them, 
until they uh, heal a lot of the emotional dramas from the past, we the world will be a much better place. I love that. That comes from the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono. And if you don't know or want more information about that, reach out to me as well. I'm happy to turn you on to some beautiful people who ascribe to that. Dr. Chow, repeat the four one more time. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Brian, what's your take on that? The power in those words are real. I think love has the ability to diffuse all things. I think love and light are the way that we can move things through. And I think ownership is how we diffuse and hold each other and ourselves accountable. So each one of those statements centers into one of those areas. You know, we know that one particle of light can overtake over a million particles of darkness. And so it doesn't take much. It just takes our ability to stand in truth. And it really aligns with everything that I think everybody wants. Dr. Brian, why don't you ask Dr. Chow a question? And Dr. Chow, the same thing for Brian. I'll let you guys think about what that might be. What's It's kind of nice because I'm going to read a little bit of what people are, are writing. Love the power in those words. Incredible. Thank you all for your time. Um, one of them is, this is one of the most powerful conversations. I needed to hear it. And thank you. So Brian, looking at Dr. Chow, a new friend that you've just met on this program, what's something you'd like to know about him or from him? Yeah. So you obviously have been through a whole lot. You've unpacked and shared a variety of your lessons and experiences. If you could go back to the moment that you first started to realize the truth about your parents, working in dry cleaning, burning, and all of those, what were the intellectual and emotional narratives that were created for you in that time? And how did those either take you closer to your belief systems or further away from them? Wow, that's such a deep question. <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer. I um so 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 the moment is that I, I realized they done the best they could, and it's my job now to done the best I can to help and support them. And so on, so to make a difference in the world. I always been a big thinker. For some reason, I I, I know I meant for something big. So when I can understand that and then gather all the data, all the information, and also love them unconditionally, like the way they have loved me, then I felt I could accomplish anything. And it's not so much, for me, it's not so much intellectual, it's more of intuition, also connecting. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a believer in God, I'm a Christian. So actually back then I wasn't, but I know there's something higher power that's always guiding us. So, and, and now that I know the whole, the whole, as much as I can about the Bible and God and all the spiritual aspects, uh, I just keep realigning into love and light and also what we can do for other people. Uh, so we give to give and not to get. So I, I just, as long as we have, the guiding principles in our life, I think that's more importantly, is what we should be focusing on. So that way we can all go through life the way that, you know, God intended us to go through. Dr. Chow, when your parents look at you now, how do they express? How do they feel, do you think? They love me as much as they did before. <laughs> well, no, no, I get that they love you. You are, that's the big blessing that you have because the truth is not everybody's parents unconditionally love them. That is the icing on the cake. When you get that cake, you don't need anything else in life because you won the lottery. I don't think people realize that, but it's true. But when they look at your level of success, it's very different from all your friends. I know that. 
and different from all where they came from. What's what's their perspective on this? They're super proud of me. Um, I mean, they they tell me every day that I can't I can't believe that you accomplished it. This because when I was a pharmacist and telling them that I'm going to do this whole corporate housing arbitrage thing where I can just rent out somebody's home, they're like, "What are you doing? Giving up a career of, uh, you know, eight years, sacrifice everything to do this and uh, kicking and screaming." But I was like, "If I don't do this and I'll be stuck in this job for the rest of my life, where will I be? Right? And how do how is our life going to change? Why don't Why don't we just give it a shot?" And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I learned a lesson. So uh, against their blessing, I did it, made it happen. And now they love it because they just, and they want us, me to share as many people. So they watch me every day on, on videos, uh, on social media and, you know, comment. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of you know, Brian, I, I, between you and I, I looked up the definition of an entrepreneur and there was his picture. He wins. He just has this <laughs> literally because you literally against all odds, nobody goes to school for eight years to become something and says, hey, mom and dad, let's ditch that education. I'm going to go run off <laughs> with this crazy idea, a word arbitrage that people don't even know. And I'm going to be successful. And you were. And it's one reason I'm such a huge fan of yours. The other thing, Brian, and it's a little hard to see here, but Dr. Chow has a clothing style and sense that nobody on the planet has. Where did this come from for you? I I, I think I'm I'm, I'm an artist at at, at heart. Um, I I used to draw in high school and I went into architecture in my first year of school. So, uh, you know, got in one of the top architecture school. However, I love people so much that I couldn't see myself sit there and draw for 10 hours a day. So I, I think that's where I come from. And I, plus, I, I believe we, we, um, we help other people lighten up in their day, right? So if we can do that by just dressing nice and be respectful, um, then why not? It takes such great courage. I just, and I love when you show up. Uh, Dr. Chow, as we're looking at Brian, who has organized his thoughts in a very powerful way, uh, quite respectful, love listening to you. And I, you know, we were, like I said, we're new acquaintances. I did did not expect all that to come out of you. Uh, Very well orchestrated. I too have been in personal development now for probably 30 years. And what I am hearing, and even I just heard it from you, Dr. Chow, there's some truisms. They're not quotes you find on a, on a magnet, but that life happens for you, not to you, that you're the sum of the obstacles you overcome. When we all heard these ideas from someone else, I don't think many of us invented that, that one idea. It just rung true. And I believe that as I'm hearing you, that we are in fact messengers of this truth. I don't care who you are. You want to listen to this because this is like the bottom line. This is the foundational speak that if everyone understood this, they'd be happier, they'd be better off, they'd be wealthier. So, Dr. Chow, let's ask Brian a question. So, yeah, the, the question would be, is, is life happened for you, not, not to you? So can you elaborate on that? Because that is probably the key question, and I believe that most people don't really understand what that really means. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer it with bringing a concept into it first. I think we need to understand the human experience before we can fully appreciate the happening to you versus for you. Okay. I believe we all want four things. We all want to feel safe. We all want to feel protected. We all want to feel seen and understood. And we all want to feel connected. But the second we walk into an environment that we don't feel safe and protected, what do we do? We start to protect ourselves. So whether that's going back to a family event, knowing that 30 years of Thanksgivings all look and feel the same, whether it's going to a networking event that feels empty, we tend to protect ourselves. Here's the reality. The second our own armor goes up, 
we prohibit the ability for anyone on the other side of that armor to see us, understand us, feel us, know our boundaries, what we're thinking, what our value is. And it's delivered through this opaque force field. And oh, by the way, that's assuming they're not carrying their own that's going to further dilute the message. And so we're so conditioned in these moments where we don't feel safe and protected. And the world narratives tell us this. Most people live with their armor up permanently. And the second your armor goes up, the second you protect yourself, you guarantee you won't get the two things you want most, which is to be seen and understood and to be connected at the deepest level. And so part of this is framing. Because if we're constantly on the defense, if we're constantly in self-preservation and self-protection mode, then we can't start to actually look at the lessons behind it. And so what do we believe? Everybody's out to get us because whether it's my situation or anybody else's or yours, it's like, oh man, I just got the, 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 the rotten end of the luck. But that still causes us to protect ourselves. So when we can lower our armor and have what I call a strong spine and a soft front, a strong spine is I know who I am, I know what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do, what my worth is, the value I bring, my boundaries, all of my heart, my desires, and my intent, which means I can be unwavering in any scenario, which means I can lower my armor effectively and have that soft front. I like to envision my wife and kids in this scenario because oh, I know oh, they don't want to come lay their head down on a metal chest piece of armor. I am so sorry. I'm listening to you like enthralled. We have two minutes left to go before the end of the show. So now I must invite you both to come speak about Ashaman. I think that would be just brilliant. Brian, how can we find out more about you? If you're on social media, go to at Bogert Brian on any channel, or you can check out our website, brianbogert.com. We also have uh, three-day virtual events that we run often. You can find that at go.brianbogert.com backslash amplify. I love that. Dr. Chow, how are we finding you? Yes, uh, social media at Dr. Chow BNB, D-R-C-H-A-U-B-N-B. You can also, I have a free gift for you guys. It's a free training. Also, you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with my top advisor for one hour free. Go to beyondbnbsecrets.com and then just register, sign up. And then we also have our live event coming up here in November. So look us up. Look forward to seeing you there. Nice. And I will also put that in all of our notes. They'll be found on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever wherever we're listened to all over the world. And of course, right here on Voice America, go to ForbesRileyPodcast.com and all my almost 500 episodes live there. Uh, guys, we've got 30 seconds left. I cannot believe how fast it went. I will invite you to speak on my platform to come meet my peeps. But thank you both so very much from the bottom of my heart. Today was very, very touching. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, guys, you listen to the Forbes Factor, where we focus on health, wealth, and happiness. Not about you, but I got all three today. I'll see you guys again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon.